1: Alibar Jones is an exorcist and a mental health healer, as well as a lot of other things. And I'm going to let him bring those other parts of him into this conversation. Um, his story is fascinating. I'm going to ask him to start at the beginning, but we will get to the exorcist part. <laughs> so, Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being on. And the reason I'm asking you to start at the beginning because it is so close to so many people fighting with their demons, their demons being, in your case, alcoholism and many other things. I guess you'd know that, but I know your story with the alcoholism.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for having us on, Bart. Yeah, look, um, yeah, I did the 12 steps. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I did them three times in. I, I it was my first healing um, event. Was doing step four, and so I did step four three times in one year without. What is step
1: four, off. though, for uh, those the, of us? You know,
0: it's confession. Okay. But uh, for an addict like those, yeah, you know, you're supposed to write it out, and you know, it's ten thousand words or twenty thousand words of all the terrible things you ever did and why, mm-hmm. and it's um. And it's really demanding, you know, like I would, uh, I, I went on holiday. It took me about 10 days and I would surf in the morning and then I'd write out my confession in the afternoon and then, uh, and, then and then start crying my eyes out. And in the evenings I'd um, pull myself back together and try and do it all again the next day.
1: Hmm. Wow, that's a lot uh, of deep diving.
0: And- I'd suck. It absolutely sucked, but you know it was the first thing I recognised as healing. Now, now the uh, now because I worked so hard, they gave me a pivotal job there called the Central Service Office Secretary, mm-hmm. which uh, which is which basically means any problem that AA has, it comes, and lands on your desk. And AA is a messy bloody club, and so there's always some problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, but what it did, it gave me access to all the guys who'd been sober for 10 years or more. And so I asked them all, What is this? What are we dealing with? How do we get How do we come right? And they go, We don't know. They basically said, We don't know. There was even, a, even one of the guys who's 10 years sober, he had a master's in psychology. And he says, Well, the answer sure isn't in psychology, that's for sure. Wow, and um. Yeah, well, uh, and then six of the 12 steps talked about God. Mm-hmm. Mentioned God. So I thought, oh bugger it, I better go get a God. And then I went and I looked at, I went out shopping. <clears throat> so I went to the old school church and they weren't much good. Then I went to the younger, happy, clappy churches, and they were they were nice people, but they were bloody useless as well. I went and hung out with Landmark, which is just a copy of the 12-step program with, with good American marketing. Um, they, and then the um, And then the Buddhists They had something But They didn't want to But you had to stick around with them for five years Before they showed you the good stuff You know, you had wow. to do five years of meditation And retreats And then when you're getting ready to put on the orange robe, They show you all this cool astral projections and stuff
1: Can I ask and Did wherever? you make it the five years?
0: No no, he's got yeah, I didn't have that <laughs> time. yeah. No, well, look, I actually I actually did a hippie. I did. I went and hung out with the hippies. I did a, a course called Theta Healing. Was the first one.
1: What's the name of it?
0: I don't know. It's um, it's Theta Healing Vienna Stibble. It, it like 15 years ago is a big deal, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um now now it's it's wave has crested and fallen. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I did that, and I got results out of it. So I did a second one, and that that showed me more. And then I did a third one, and they did this thing where they showed you Klingon spirits, which was like they didn't tell you how to deal with them. And later on, I asked my teacher, and she didn't know how to deal with them. So she goes, "They leave when they're ready." And I say, "That's the weakest answer I've heard about anything."
1: Might be uh, the most honest though.
0: <laughs> well no I didn't accept that because like I would go to 12 step meetings and I'd sit there and I'd astral project and I'd scan everybody in the meeting and they were covered in these things you know six or 10 of them you know your average person might have one or two but why like, all the addicts had heaps of them and I thought there's something going on here like this is this is worth pursuing
1: okay I'm going to ask you to back up just a little bit and when you you know how you, how did you look at them and what did they look like to you
0: most of them are about the size of a cat or a dog mm-hmm. and they um and they're like two animals smooshed together so like it might be part fish part bear or part coyote part uh, snake or whatever it is you know but the two animals are not are incongruent mm-hmm are they and big? Uh, and some of them it just depends and on how much small. they feed. Okay. I, I, I had one, Kate. Oh, you'll love this one. I had one case where a hippie chick, um, she had one, and she knew it, and she just kept giving it love and giving it energy and giving it love and giving it energy, and it would take over her body for hours at a time. It would what? Take over her body. For
1: oh, okay, hours for after. hours. Yeah, like, and she wanted that.
0: No, no, because uh, because like it was her friends who called me in and go like, can you sort this out? Wow. And,
1: you
0: know. And when I spoke to her, like this was her whole approach. You mystical things happened to me. Like that was how she understood <laughs> it, and I was like, so it was terrible, it was disaster. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that, that, that's what was That's what happened, you know. and it just, it just belies how little understanding there is mm-hmm. in uh, around about these things, you know, like just how poor the general education is.
1: And it is. And think, we're, and I, we're oblivious to it, mostly.
0: Yeah, most people, look, and you know, a lot of spiritual teachers will refuse to talk about them, refuse to even acknowledge they exist, and if they do, it's in. In times, and I won't. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a big secret that we should. <laughs> yeah, big,
1: Yeah, but now well, like, you you saw bunches of them in in with addicts, and but yeah. does everybody have them?
0: Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. The key. Sim- okay, so my research goes a lot for like, and I my research has identified 11 different types of demon that penetrate the human body through 11 different non-physical systems. like Non-physical systems like the chakra system or the meridian system or okay. others. And we're just discussing the, most, the best known one. And it's actually the same one that Eckhart Tolle called a pain body. Mm-hmm. And so, if you enjoy, and, and Eckhart Tolle's books were a worldwide bestseller because he's the first person to talk about the problem, and yeah. he never you, you know. And the only reason he made you know, Oprah picked him up, and Oprah loved him, and that's why he got famous. Mm-hmm. But the only reason he, but the thing that he talked about that everybody identified with was these Klingon spirits. Yeah. Yeah, and so like there's a it's starting to penetrate, but nowhere near to my satisfaction. Let's put it
1: people. Um, People jumped in on that, as I remember, because he talked about that other voice in his head, and finally he said, "Wait a minute, who is that? (laughs) It's not me. Who is that?" And that's the first time he started to identify.
0: Yeah, totally. And welcome to the world of possession. Hmm. Right. And it's it's a phenomenon that has not been policed for at least a century. Yeah.
1: But it right. used so to these be. Guys have been
0: able to run riot. Sorry.
1: It used to be. It used to be. Um. You know, a century or two ago, it seemed like our religious or or we're much more well, somebody in somebody starts with acting this.
0: crazy. You send them to the priest, so you know. Now, that if somebody gets sick, you send them to the doctor. If somebody acts crazy, you send them to the priest. And now, if somebody acts crazy, you send them to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And not now. And I will quote my my AA friend who has a master's in psychology. Right. Mm-hmm. He got up at a symposium, like he's, he got a speaker speaker, job at a, at a conference. And he got up and he said to them, to 150, 200 psychologists, he goes, I want one of you to show me one drug that has cured one case. Anyone in this room, anyone. Right? That's what he got up on stage and said to them. And they dragged him off stage. They got rid of him. Wow. Because that's wow. a question they will not answer. Most, well, look, most of my clients are people who've gone through that process and are dissatisfied with the results, you know mm-hmm. Families who are who have somebody who have one of their children who is either schizophrenic or bipolar or um, has a mental health issue, a serious mental health issue that that disables them. Mm-hmm. Or a drug addiction—that most most of my clients—and um, and you know we get results where we bring these kids back to normal. The family can can move forward well. It's actually a beautiful thing.
1: Why does that being attack that person? You know, maybe not the person sitting next to them. Why is one person oh, so? How do they pick their targets? Yes.
0: Good question. Good question. Okay. So there's two the the primary way that they get in. And sorry, and I'm talking about the worst ones are the mood swing demons. I call them the mood swing demons. These are the worst ones hmm. because all of the addiction demons uh, fall into this category. And so too do the schizophrenic and voices in the head. Like uh, once you once you eliminate the mood swing demons in people, they, there's a massive improvement. <laughs> I think they're out of the woods, but, you know, there's a massive improvement once if you can get them out and get them to stay out. And there's two ways that they get into the body. And I'm oh, sorry, there's... One is that your defences are down, and this can happen in a number of ways. In that you're physically intimate with somebody, or emotionally intimate with somebody, or you get off your face and uh, you yeah. get really wasted, and then this distorts your aura, and they're able to penetrate through into the into that body, and they're a- whereas your aura would perform like a number of shields, they can weave their way through the cracks and get into you, and and they do it regularly. And mm-hmm. so, like, um, and you know, for people who are serious about drugs or alcohol, drugs or alcohol, those the number of them that do that just increases over time, and they become more and more unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, the other way is once the the demons reach a critical mass within a person, they're able to open a doorway or a gateway to invite more of their friends in. And that's when most people are considered a lost cause.
1: So as humans, we don't have any shield. Well, first of all, everybody's going to get intimate at one point. Let's hope.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. So I'll I'll expand on that. So... Mm -hmm. Let's say it's a jealousy demon, or it's a despair demon, or it's a sadness demon, right? Mm -hmm. So for you to be emotionally intimate with somebody, they can be, you know, they can sit down, they can cry about how hard it is to be so despairing all the time, or so jealous all the time, or so sad all the time, and... The moment you feel sympathy, the moment you really open up to them and allow yourself to feel what they're feeling, that's the moment. That's when they can jump. And and they say it's like jumping out of a moving car, like from one moving car to the next, but, okay. you know, they do it all the time. It's, it's challenging, but they can do it.
1: That's got experience, huh? So what well, does this do yeah. with an empath? There are a lot of people who are empaths.
0: Are they open
1: to this? Uh, you know, know to me, means. it means yeah. this is what it means to me, although there are a lot of people who want to beat me up on this. It, to yeah. me, it means that you go out of body and you go into somebody else's space and you kind of merge. You can feel them. So people will feel what they feel oh. and will know them that way. I think they merge and become them. And then know everything well, they like, know. Yeah, that,
0: that would be normal. Look, you know? it's um, yeah, the, that's just one technique out of a out of a library of techniques that any mystic should use. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, as an empath, like
1: a lot of people use that, that now. Doesn't that
0: fit the description perfectly of what I just described? Doesn't that yeah, like yeah style of what I just described? Yeah, look. But I wouldn't yeah. call an Ladies empath. And gentlemen, don't be don't be an empath. Go get some real training. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't like don't try That's really why they beat you. me up. <laughs> oh man. man That's why it. they so, beat
1: me up because I say I'm I'm not a fan of an empath I'm, and many of them are, love being an empath. They they think it you know, make yeah, well, well. It uh, gives them uh, a lot uh, of um information. They can get a lot of information. Well, look, as an
0: empath, you've got enough. And here's the thing: you've probably got enough trouble inside yourself to deal with, rather mm-hmm. than taking on other people's problems into your system. And mm-hmm. and I will talk about a Bible story of a medical empath right? mm-hmm. because that there's a Bible story about it where. This woman would walk into a town and she'd hug the, the person who had club foot and then she'd walk away with club foot. And then she'd, hu- she'd hug the person with bad eyesight and she'd get bad eyesight. And on and on it would go. And then the village would put her in, a, in one of the huts and they'd feed her until she sat down and figured it all out for herself. And then she would walk into the next town and do the same thing over and over and over again. All right. Now most empaths are not medical quality empaths, but they're emotional quality empaths, and they also probably don't have the meditation techniques required to resolve those emotions quickly and easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just regard it as a sorry. It's um, it's a fad, but you know, like all fads, it's easy, everyone can do it, but naturally there's a danger involved as well. Because if you, you know, let's say you do find a drug addict who's, you know, who's an absolute mess, right? And then you really want to understand their pain, you want to feel them, you want to know what makes them like this, bam, that's their opportunity to jump across. And, And also, when I say jump across, I don't – they don't limit their numbers. Like, if that thing jumps into you, it hasn't left them. It just duplicates. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, you're not helping anybody at all with that process.
1: You're just giving it power.
0: Well, look, you're just giving it another bloody host.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So, is the whole world at this point infected? It has to be. I mean, if we Pretty don't, enough. yeah, between intimacy and alcohol or addiction. Well, it's not addiction. You know, it's from what you're well, saying. Well, the difference, it's...
0: Between, difference between someone who drinks and an alcoholic is a very specific demon. Mm-hmm. And his name is Al Gore. Not Al Gore, the ex-presidential candidate. <laughs> That's
1: what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, Al Ghul, Oh, Nobody's ever heard of him. But yeah. where the Muslim, he was a Muslim deity, and where the Muslims met the Christians was in Spain. And there the word is alcohol. And in English the word is alcohol. And when they say drinking spirits, they're literally saying when you drink this stuff, you're inviting the spirit Al Ghul into your body. You know, which gives you a bit of a buzz and there's a few different games to play there. Now, I don't know the tipping point between drinking and inviting Al Ghul into yourself. I don't know what it is. I don't don't understand it yet. But I will say that every alcoholic I've treated has one of the minions of Al Ghul in it, in them. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a 100% correlation there between alcoholism and this deity Al Ghul. And the Muslims, <clears throat> they say he's a, he's a deity of chaos and destruction and mayhem and rot and fermentation and alcohol. And they hate his gut so much <clears throat> that they don't want him as part of the culture. And that's why you can't get a beer in the Muslim world. That's why alcohol is prohibited, is because they know the spirit of alcohol. At some point in the past, they understood this perfectly. And so that's why Al Ghul is not invited to their world.
1: Wow! But at the same he, time, there are a whole also, bunch of people that he doesn't get into. That's you know right. that, and, I, and,
0: I, and and the conditions for him jumping across are very specific. They're very, like, and all, all for all of them, they're very specific. It's not, it's not general intimacy. Like it has to be. Like the conditions are really, really tight. And I may mm-hmm. have underplayed how difficult it is for them, but you know, they're patient, they're incredibly patient.
1: And there are a lot of them, a lot more of them than humans. As,
0: yeah, look, as look, because they can duplicate when they have a when they see another home, they can just duplicate. And, and like I said, nobody's been policing this for a very long time.
1: Why did we, as humans, Stop leasing
0: it. I would At say that. Uh, of... I'm well, sorry. Look, we know that there are Satans in the, Satanists in the world. We know that there are Satan worshipers. And, you know, like they might be called the Khazar group. They might be called the 13 families. They might be called the Abraxas. But these guys, for their own personal power and aggrandizement, sell sell other humans into demonic slavery or you know sell other humans into demonic hosting or you know for favors from these other from these nefarious spirits
1: so they're in communication
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah
0: uh you know you know Alex Jones the biggest ranter this on the internet yeah the um yeah. You may remember the video that that brought him to fame where he broke into Bohemian Grove, which is where the Illuminati elites go to do their yearly ceremonies. And he got video of all of these guys standing around worshipping a giant owl. And that giant owl is Moloch. And Moloch is the god of the dirty deal, the underhand, the backstab. If I don't do what I'm supposed to and I shaft this guy, then that's where I get my luck. And I make sure it works that way by homage to Moloch. Wow. That's who the Illuminati. that's one of the, the, the deities that they worship.
1: But Is there a coming to Jesus kind of day that it comes back to them?
0: No. Oh, no, they hate Jesus. I hate Jesus' guts. But, you no, know, but like, I
1: mean, you know, is there a day that they have to pay back? You know, at one point, no, you know, no, is no, there a no, worship no. Pay, come back at them? Is, or is there never a day?
0: Oh, like these guys transfer their debts to other people. So let's say I owe... Beelzebub. right? I've got a debt to Beelzebub. I right. won't pay that debt personally. I will get somebody. I will. I will inflict that debt onto somebody else hmm. through magical means, and that's how they do it. They don't. They don't pay for any of it. Why aren't, we all, that,
1: Why aren't uh, we all doing that then? Why aren't we all doing that then? Why aren't we all those because, people?
0: Because the price because the price of worshipping Satan is insanity.
1: Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Where's the payback? You know, what's the price? It's (laughs) totally. right.
0: Oh, look, and, and I think in the ancient world it was very, very common, like this sort of stuff where you sacrifice an animal. The nice deities don't accept that as payment, but the nasty ones do.
1: Hmm. So how much of this is going on? How much Alex Jones are out there? How many? There seem like a lot.
0: <laughs> well, look, every, well, look, because everybody's to them now, you know. Like, um, you know, like the great health crisis of 2020 really showed them up. Really showed them for who they were. You know, they've been getting away with cheating every, in every war, in every story about every war that they've been fighting, and they've been relentless with it. Um, and every political story they lie about as well. Like there's nothing but nonsense come or gibberish coming out of the um, coming out of the mainstream media.
1: So is it's it's like good and evil. And it looks like good yeah. is just no chance at all. We're kind of going a little off, but
0: <laughs> well look, because we've been distracted and dissuaded, but um no, it's actually I think. Well, Luke, the the great health crisis of 2020 opened up two possibilities for the world, and one of them was a uh, a police control state aided by AI,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the other one, you know, the whole 15 minute cities agenda, all of that jazz. All of that is um. That was one possible outcome of that. And the other possible outcome is a freedom world. And we're currently on the time uh, timeline of a freedom world. And basically all of the Satanists uh, know, are, are starting to be cornered week by week. They are losing ground and losing control over the world.
1: Thank God. I'm glad to hear that because there are times. Uh, most, people,
0: <laughs> most people aren't even aware that we're at war. They don't even have a clue that we're at war. But I there think is a lot of people some... do
1: feel it, though. I think a lot of people look out and think, what is going on in the world? What, you know, we're so out of control. We're so crazy now.
0: Oh, well, look, in the second or third world, like the kind of political circus that you see there is normal. But to see it in the West, you know, mm-hmm. where you got sleepy Joe Biden and his sons taking bribes from, from most likely the Chinese government to, to sell out their own nation. Like, how corrupt can it be, you know? And um and Trump is the most polarising figure out there. Either he's going to fix all this or he's going to burn the whole world down and there's no, <laughs> nowhere else in between. Yeah, you know, well, but, that's... And, and a lot of the people making this judgement seem to think that men can have children. Like, it's just like, it couldn't be more ridiculous.
1: That's the part. That's where people are looking out there and saying, oh my God, the world is crazy. It's just crazy at this point. And that's where I ask, are we all infected?
0: Yeah, well, look, and that's the world is crazy because the guys at the top have had to be too intimate with Satan, they've had to be too close, they've had to. Make deal after deal after deal after deal, and all and they've sold themselves out, they've sold their sanity in order to stay in power.
1: Are they aware?
0: Absolutely conscious, a hundred percent. We our teams did, uh, we looked around at all of the we got a list of the 33 people pushing the great reset the most, and um. And what we saw is that every single one of them had made a dark pact with the devil. They were as intimate as could be. There is no closer. Um, so not dark pact, dark covenant is the kind of deal, and there is no closer deal to, that you can make than a dark covenant with Satan and Lucifer and his friends. And there, and
1: what's in it for them is power, but.
0: Um, yeah, well, look, you know, these, these are these are weak and twisted individuals.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you know, some of them they just want fame. Some of them they just want money. Some of them they just want a fancy position and a big job title. Mm-hmm. But what they don't realise is that they're selling out their entire species to do so.
1: So, are we going to win or lose? <laughs> we the species are we gonna win or lose
0: well look and this is why I set up teams of astral projectors to make sure that we win okay like if uh if we like uh, you know like if the 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 way that they rule the planet is through black magic and so our teams are there to counter them with white magic
1: And tell me about, well, black magic we've just talked about. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Tell me about white magic.
0: Well, black magic is based on the precept that they're not connected with source. They are outside of source. And source is a fountain of energy. Now, because these guys have got beef with source, right, they think that, They don't want source to rule them. They must be independent. However, like, they don't have an independent fuel source. The only way they can survive is to parasite off of beings who are connected to source. And in this case, it's the humans. And their their entire culture is based around finding ways to manipulate, tap into, and... um, and extract something called louche which is just negative emotion. You know, things like sadness and despair and anger and jealousy and blah, 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 all mm-hmm. of the things that might make someone miserable. Like, um, yeah. anyway, I, I can ramble about that. But that misery is what feeds their personnel, is what runs their machinery, what pays their administration, what makes their entire clock tick. Mm-hmm. And they need it. But, you know, it's fundamentally weaker than source energy. It's fund The darkness is fundamentally weaker than the light. But what they've managed to do is to bamboozle humanity into thinking that, that humanity is already lost, so much so that almost nobody is putting up a fight.
1: And what kind of fight are you putting up? What what's it like?
0: Well, I have a YouTube channel all about it. Like we've been doing this for a few years, and we right now we're running four astral projection missions a week, and I expect that to expand for 2024. And then all of the good all of the good adventures that we go on, I make a video about it, and put it on YouTube. That's my YouTube channel. There's a uh, seventy or hundred videos there or something like that.
1: Okay, so, but since I don't want anybody to break away from our podcast and go watch the YouTube, can you just tell yep. me about it? <laughs> I mean, what, what happens during the astral projection or what do you send out there that will counteract? And then we're going to come back to the average person again. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we go and ask the intelligence of the planet what's the biggest problem? floating around at the moment, and then she'll tell us, and we go, great, and our team will saddle up and we'll go out there and we'll fix it. And usually what's happened is that the demons have corrupted one of Gaia's metaphysical um, pipelines or they're siphoning something out of her here, there, or wherever. And firstly, there's a military part of it where we have to go and exterminate all of those demons, and then secondly, we repair it and then shield it and, you know, do some defensive, set up some defensive stuff there. Um, Yeah, yeah, look, I... It's difficult to explain this to people who don't astral project. Um, And even some people who astral project don't understand what we're talking about. Um, But, you know, like everybody who's on the teams has done at least 10,000 hours of astral projection. And our elites have probably done 25,000 or 30. Like, we're pretty good at what we do.
1: Mm -hmm. And when you're astro projecting, is it something physical or is it something um, in another dimension, basically?
0: Uh, Well, um, the human eye can see 1% of the light spectrum, Mm -hmm. and therefore we're in contact with 1% of reality. If you get your mind to leave your body, <clears throat> mm-hmm. your third eye can capture light on the entire spectrum, and that's what we use to fly around and see the stuff that's na- that's not visible to the naked eye, which is which is critical to seeing demon time.
1: Mm-hmm. And you teach people how to do it. Do they have to be yeah. psychic first or anybody?
0: No. It's just like reading and writing. Everybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, a thousand years ago, if you could read and write, you were special and sacred and holy and blessed and blah, blah, blah. blah. But now that's commonplace. Look where, how many technologies we've got. Look how, look how much our culture has thrived on the basis of writing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, once we invented the printing press in about
1: 1410,
0: yeah, and then then books became available to everybody, that's when we had the reformation of the church, followed by the renaissance of ancient knowledge, which then led to the Enlightenment and the Industrial Era, and on and on it goes. Like, that was the moment when writing became available that human culture flourished. And it's exactly the same with astral projection. Once humanity gets on to this, then most of our social issues will be resolved. Mm-hmm. Right? It has the power to do that. Basically Are we getting on to projects.
1: it? Is, is this the moment? Well, look,
0: well, everybody has to learn how to astral project. Like It's just like reading and writing. You can only educate somebody so far if they can't read and write. Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, have we invented the printing press for Astro projection right now? Or
0: Well, my courses are pretty bloody, awesome. Um, yeah. They're the most comprehensive thing. And seriously, check out my website because what I want to do is to train people into these astral projection teams and change the course of Earth's future. And we're mm-hmm. doing that. We're being very successful.
1: It's good. Yeah. It's good to hear. Now I'm going to bring you back to the average person and mm-hmm. how they can deal with the beings in their space or, or feeding on them, basically. Do you mind? Well, is that I okay? Keep,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, and the four biggest troublemaking types of demons are the ones that make you think too much, which is which are pain bodies or Klingon spirits, which everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. The most problematic are the mood swing demons or the personality shift demons is another way to put them. Then you also have impulse control demons. You also have um, decision, ma- uh, sorry, demons that reset your life's purpose. And so like addiction demons are there to Set your life purpose where every day you wake up and all you want to do, your only purpose is to get wasted. Mm -hmm. But and you know, and for nymphomaniacs, the only thing on the agenda is to get laid. And Mm -hmm. like it's um, and they're a really really big problem.
1: Is there anybody not infected by one of these demons?
0: I'm yet to see it.
1: Really, wow. Yeah. And um, where would you say most people are in the emotional or full spectrum?
0: Full spectrum, like we we are a spiritually underdeveloped planet. Mm-hmm. Like just like just like we we're, we're like Europe when the Europeans came to all of these places and. Um, so you know, when they colonised the world, the locals were in awe of them. They didn't know how to, they didn't understand the legal, um, the legal treaties that they were signing. They didn't mm-hmm. understand the technologies that were being applied to them. They didn't understand, didn't understand, didn't understand. And so the Europeans got everything they wanted. And it's no different for demon kind. We don't not like the general education is absent. There is even doubt as to whether they exist or not, you know. And and you have this phenomenon, right, where science has yet to do a single study, has yet to research the phenomenon of demons. There's an absolute silence from academia. But, you know, like the Christians call them demons, the Muslims call them jinn or genies, the Hebrews call them uh, Ouija or where we get the word Ouija board. The Hindus call them Butpret. The Chinese religions call them Morgwai. Like all of these different groups independently come to the same conclusion that there are invisible monsters who can mess with your mind. And why don't we believe that? Why don't we accept that? It's, Don't you um, think we've you know,
1: brought it to physical, that we think it's all physical now or genetic or physical? Oh, well,
0: well, you know, that was the gift of science. They took mysticism away. Mm-hmm. Whereas once you look at uh, quantum physics, that's all mysticism. Those are all mystical uh, concepts. And I, and I just want to talk about one of the words, one of the concepts, one of the tenets of, um, of quantum physics, one of the rules you'll learn is something called spooky action at a distance, which means that two particles, a whole uh, galaxy away, will simultaneously act together. You act on one of them, the second one mimics it mm-hmm. or does the same thing. Now, spooky action at a distance isn't a science word. Spooky is a mystic word. Yeah. But, you know, that's where science is turning back around to, to this rediscovering mysticism.
1: But they can't prove mysticism. This is where you scientists get weird.
0: Nonsense. They can? Uh, The Transcendental Meditation Movement has done study after study after study on the effects of meditation. All uh, the key researchers, I think there are six or seven universities who are leading psychology, like the research that's been done in those universities is is resetting the direction that psychology is moving in, and all of them are studying the effects of meditation, Mm -hmm. all of them. Now, meditation means as many things as the word exercise. Yeah. But the stuff that they have access to, Is basically stillness or breath meditations that come out of Buddhism. Mm -hmm. Some of the creative visualization uh, methods are starting to show up there, but you know, there's still a long way behind. And like the universities have to move slowly because they have to be able to explain it to their peers.
1: Can an alcoholic or an addict, or actually somebody bipolar, or somebody? you know, mm-hmm. that is really under attack or, you know, being fed on by some of these beings, can they heal themselves?
0: I did. It took me years, though. I I literally had to reinvent. I have spent 15 years doing this, and I actually reinvented exorcism. I know more about it than anyone I've ever met. And I've only ever met one, sorry, I know two other professional exorcists. One of them I trained, and the other one saw what we were doing, joined us on some of our astral projection missions, and saw what we were doing, and then ran away. And we haven't heard from them again.
1: Why? Why do you think?
0: Because what we're doing is risking our sanity on a daily, bloody basis.
1: By going out to this world and opening yourself up to possible infestation? Well, to picking
0: picking fights with demon lords. (laughs) It's it's not a gentle process. You better know what you're doing.
1: Mm -hmm. And how do you know that you'll always win? Or do you know?
0: I didn't when I began. But you see, one of the things about demons is they're not imaginative. They just have the same tricks that they repeat over and over again. And because they're not connected to creation energy they can't create anything new like it's not within they're not able to have an original thought and so with the amount of contact time that they have had that i've had with them i've seen all their tricks and action i've learned their playbook and i know how to respond to all of it
1: and there are only 11 different species And like, is it a species yeah. would you call them that yeah
0: kind of it it'll, it's a it's a decent enough word yeah
1: Yeah. And where do they come from? Is it another dimension or where do they come from? Or are they just part of human? They're
0: imported to Earth. You see, most of the louche, most of the human emotion that gets extracted, gets sent off world. Now, if you want to learn all about that, I have a video called The Absolute Solution to All the Craziness on Earth. It's 45 minutes and it's um and it's the culmination of all the research that our teams have done over the last few years. And it's it's not an easy watch, I'll just put it that way. It's um it's oh wow. It's yeah, it's emotionally demanding to watch that. But you know, like everything everything that's in that video, we're ahead of, you know. I think I think you'll see the only organisational structure chart of demon kind anywhere. I don't think anybody else is doing that. Um, You know, like when the FBI wants to study the mob or something like that, they'll they'll figure out who's who and what their positions are and what their jobs are and how everything works in their organisation. The FBI does that in order to take them down and that's what our teams are doing. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And so you have an organizational chart out there to do it. But it is dangerous for an untrained person to try to go after them or?
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. Like it's a very, exorcism is a very specialized job. I keep getting asked, like over and over again, go, so how do I do it myself? How do I do it? And I go, just don't like, It took me 15 years to master this art, and I can't share it in one minute. But there is no trick. If I say these magic words, it's all over. If I dance this special dance, it's all over. Like, mm-hmm. just hire a professional. I- I'm not joking. It's not. It's um, or get the training if you're really invested in doing it yourself. And I will. T- I'll show you every trick in my book because I just want more competent exorcists out there in the field doing this job.
1: Why have, well, we have gone away from religion. We as a human, humans, Mm -hmm. for the most part have gone away from religion, but religion seems to have gone away from this part, dealing with this part of demons, you know, they don't, Talk about it Have much you anymore. At
0: what the church is doing lately? Pardon me? Have you looked at what the church is doing lately?
1: I know they're doing exorcisms, but it seems to be a whole body takeover. You know, and well, it seems to be a secret society from what I can, you know, I don't.
0: Sure is I can't that. go it on sure Saturday
1: night and watch one.
0: <laughs> well, look, well, well in 1981. Um, John Paul II closed the exorcist order in the Vatican for his own reasons. And then the movie, The Exorcist, came out the following year to put pressure on him to reinstate that unit so that the exorcist mm-hmm. order, you know, the basic idea is this is what's happening out there in the world. That's why you need us. But I want you to remember the film where they... Um, where you know that that girl her head turns on her thing she vomits yeah. everywhere her skin's blue yeah. it's pretty nasty and i've yet to be invited to a case like that however um the movie ends where the head priest tells the demon to jump into him and then he jumps out the window and kills himself like that's not an efficient method to do this it's not sustainable <laughs> yeah, really <in> like, like, <laughs> yeah and it just I, I you, have to it just ask a terrible. They
1: are I have to ask a terrible question. When he killed himself, did that being, or you know that possession, did it go away, or did it jump into somebody else who uh, well, happened to be research, walking down the street?
0: My research says that he will be reincarnated with that thing still in him.
1: That's the other thing I wanted to ask you about is past lives. Yeah. But, and you know, Christians don't believe same. in
0: reincarnation, so he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, got, he's got a kick sized demon on him, and he reckons he's going to get through the pearly gates with that. Come on.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. But um, what about reincarnation? Are we reincarnating with the same beings feeding on us? Yes,
0: yeah, Absolutely. I've, I've walked in. I, I was at, uh, my friends gave birth to a lovely baby boy. It was his first day on Earth, and he still had three Klingon demons on him. You cannot acquire three Klingon demons on you without, you know, he had to be reincarnated. His first day of life, he's got these monsters already chewing on.
1: Since there's very few people doing this work of of removing beings from others or even from themselves if they can do it, but from others, how is it possible that anybody's ever going to be without beings, you know, these parasitic beings on how are we going to get past this?
0: Well, because then we just have to make this a cultural thing. Look, you know, the people who do my courses the skill set they learn will put them in the top 5% of wizards out there. And not only that, there's ongoing support because you'll come and join my teams to make the world a better place, which is, which is one of, and some people call what we do grid work. It's probably the the best word for it, but it's so much more than that. And there's no substitute for the education that we offer that, that you get through this. Um, you know, we, our teams will be, will continue to grow and continue to be more powerful and impactful in the world. Um, I think like being psychic is the new black. Hmm. But, you know, you've just got to put in some meditation time. Just like being super fit, you know, being really hot is just a matter of doing 100 or 200 hours in the gym. But, you know, people have to actually show up to the gym and do it. And that's the and
1: what percentage of the world is doing that? (laughs) That's the problem. But the other thing too is when you're talking to a psychic, do you know if you're talking to the human or the being? Do you know if you're being, um, if you're putting yourself at risk in talking to a psychic, or if um...
0: There, there are some, there are some like that, like. Yeah, there are some who rely on a being that does all the work for them that they don't know very well, that they have not really tested or um, or they are not really fully aware of its whole character. Mm-hmm. And well, what really happens if on that?
1: what happens if you open yourself up to a psychic and that being jumps into you? Can that happen? Yep, I'm gonna have people afraid to go to psychics now.
0: <laughs> well, look, look. you know, it's um, well, what do I want to say? It's a small minority of people who are like that. Mm-hmm. But if somebody, if if your psychic says I have a special being who helps me, run the other way. Mm-hmm. I I work with this or that being. From I work with this or that ascended master. Either. Because half the time those firstly, the genuine ascended masters very rarely make an alliance of that depth of that type, but very, very commonly a demon will masquerade as one of those uh, deities or um or ascended masters and pretend to be that to the person, and uh you know, with with the uh, with predictable consequences mm-hmm.
1: so you but other than your course, there's not a lot of people out there doing your work. Here's my worry. I, if we're all infected and there are so few of you cleaning it up, how are we gonna
0: get past it?
1: I think I've asked you that about three times. I guess, yeah, I'm worried.
0: <laughs> well, look. Our uh, in the last twelve months, right, our team took on the god of alcohol because I've got something personal against the god of alcohol. Right, mm-hmm. he cost me a lot. Now, the first time I met him, he died, and then his lieutenant replaced him. Mm-hmm. The second time we confronted his, we, we confronted his lieutenant. And we killed his entire upline, his entire, you know, from the generals right down to the corporals. There are two hundred and sixty million, um, mi- uh, what do you call it, minion demons or foot soldiers who are out there making two hundred and sixty million people alcoholic. Mm-hmm. In that action, we got we got their entire um, organisational structure and thirty million of their. Um, of their foot soldiers, we didn't completely destroy it, but we hit it pretty hard. And we did have cases of people who just spontaneously put down the bottle. You know, not enough of them, but some of them. And as yeah. our teams continue to grow and expand, we we fully intend to destroy out the god of alcohol, the god of alcoholism, and hopefully the phenomenon phenomenon of alcoholism. Altogether. Mm -hmm. And if we can do it once, we can do it again and again and again. You know, as, as many times as is required. We just need to perfect the technique to take out a whole species of demon.
1: Once the other demons see that you've gone after that organization and been successful, do you become under attack?
0: It's already happened. And they've failed on every time they fail. They don't have a trick in their book that I have not seen, that I don't know what, what's coming. And um and it's funny when when I do my oh, there's another video that I have called Exorcism Before, during and after. And what you'll see in that video is I can call a demon in somebody up and it'll speak out their mouth. And so I have conversations with the demons living in this particular girl. And then you see what she looks like when they're all gone two weeks later. Like, it's just a completely different person. But when I speak to a lot of demons, like, my name is known amongst demon kind. They know me as a very vicious assassin. Mm-hmm.
1: How do you keep them? So that woman goes away, she's completely clean, and she leaves. How does mm-hmm. she stay clean and they don't come back
0: By when you're gone? Girl. Mm-hmm. By behaving well, by being a good Christian woman, by living up to honest principles,
1: and that does means that you never smoke, you never drink, you go to church every All week, or what does stuff. that mean? <laughs> Ideally,
0: oh, well, look, well, every religion talks about two kinds of lifestyles, right? One is where you're honest, you're hardworking, you give to your community, you look after people. And you're just nice to everybody. And then, then there's the other, then there's the other style of living, which you, you're only out for yourself, you steal, you lie, you cheat, you all that sort of jazz. And every religion talks about those two different lifestyles. You know what's right and wrong, you know which one to pick. So do so follow that up. Or you you may find yourself back on the road to hell.
1: Mm-hmm. On that note, we have to stop. We're leaving them on the road to hell. <laughs> 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 I know, terrible place to stop. But I want you to to have the time to give, uh, you know, your website, where to get hold of you, your YouTube station. Oh, you know, look, my, name's,
0: my name's Alobar Jones, and I'm the only one on the internet, A-L-O-B-A-R-J-O-N-E-S. And... Alibardjones.com is my website, and Alibard Jones is my YouTube channel. But also on my YouTube channel, you'll find I also, anyway, I have a number of links through my YouTube. And so you'll find I'm, all, I'm everywhere. Um, but, you know, if the things we've talked about are videos I, I've done on YouTube, and you'll enjoy them a lot. You know, it's original information, and, um, and I don't pull any punches. Right. And I and I also don't talk hippie waffle if I if I think
1: <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> which also makes me a little bit distinct. So you will probably learn more from me than anyone else, I'm I'm suggesting. Good.
1: Well, thanks so much for being on the show. I've really enjoyed it. It's been very enlightening.
0: Well, thank you very much for having me, Bob. Have a good one.
1: Thank you. You too. Bye bye.